welcome to Writing the Wrong Way, where we talk about how writing works, how writers work, and how the best writers risk being strange, and sometimes, uh, particularly lately, we talk about grants. So this is sort of the how writers work, you know, one of the professionalization things, especially in a country like Canada, where you've got a lot of grant organizations, um, and you've got, you know, uh, from time to time, you'll have a lot or a little a bit of grant money uh, on the line. So it depends on the government and whatnot. But uh, Lyndon Redchenka is here with me again to talk a bit more about grants. And you wanted Lyndon to talk about the background sort of area or the artistic development. Can you talk a little bit about what this is before we get into it? Yeah, so this is probably the last major section of the of the Canada Council Arts Grant application that we haven't talked about yet. And uh, it's sort of an amorphous subject, so it's a little bit more difficult to pin it down in the same way that we have with like budgeting. Um, but the quote or the the question itself from the application, and I'm just going to read out what the section says, and it's uh, how will this project contribute to your or your group's artistic development or advance your artistic practice? And consider the following questions: What type of artistic risks are you taking? Are you exploring a traditional artistic practice in a new way? Will you be using t technology or a venue in an innovative way? And does the project involve other areas of artistic exploration or innovation? And I think we touched on this a little bit in our very first episode on grants, but I thought it would be good to circle back and maybe look at some of the ways that we've approached this in the past. So then I want to bind up in this too, though, is... Um in other grants, like... Uh, the Manitoba Arts Council. Yeah, for municipal or provincial grants, so whatever it is in precisely where you are. Um, sometimes what you'll see is a section of the grant that it's like asking about your background um, and what has led you to this part of this project. It'll say things like that. Sometimes they just call it background. But um, what people get very confused about that part, in particular because they usually have already submitted a resume. So typically in order to be eligible to apply for these grants, you'll submit like an artistic resume or a CV or something. And then they'll ask you in the grant, like, what's your background? And people will get, they'll just like copy paste stuff from their resume or repeat those points. That is not what they want you to do. They, again, they already have that information um, and they have it in your bulleted list or whatever. What they're looking for is narrative. Um, and so whether it's talking about your background that's led you to this point or whether, you know, it's more about like the artistic development, you know, what's innovative about your project that they want you to spell out. The point here is that you need to make sure that every this grant is really meant to be structured like a story. This is a story of how you came to this point in your career, what you're trying to do at this point in your career and why it matters going forward in your career and you really need to think through like if you're covering like what happened up to this point so i really like in the artistic development section or in the background section whatever section it is i like to sort of uh pick cherry pick moments or things that i've done in the past that kind of have led me to this point artistically uh so if i'm and then i like to explain a little bit about like kind of here's the before and after like before I did this project before I started this project 
um, here's kind of where my path was and what was I doing in my career and what kind of led me from one place to the next. After this thing's done, here's sort of the path forward from this point. Um, and what you're really trying to argue effectively or show them in a story kind of like fashion is why it makes sense what you're doing um, and also that you have a career narrative in your head. So you have goals as an artist. You have a sensible manner in which you've, you've been intentional about your career up to this point. You're being intentional about the grant, the project that you're asking for support to do. It's not just a random project that you happen to want to do. It's something that fits into a path and a career. Now, it doesn't mean you have to have everything planned out or that it has to necessarily be like, you know, the thing that's going to break you through. But like, you know, you need to kind of have a logic to what you're doing in your artistic career and have an explanation as to how this fits into it. And ideally, from the granting body's perspective, um, you're doing things that uh, are going to like matter to your career, but otherwise would be difficult to do. So you're taking risks artistically, perhaps. Maybe you're doing something kind of innovative and unusual. For that reason, you have been having maybe a hard time getting money from like the industry. Uh, you know, it's like people don't want to necessarily bank on this thing. You're not doing something super popular. Therefore, you know, but it's something that like maybe has some potential uh, to, you know, do well or be of interest to people or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's you got to think in terms of like research and development. Like the, the county council is kind of there to do research and development with you in a manner of speaking. Um, you know, they don't want to fund stuff that, like it's super commercial, not because they don't see a value in it artistically, but because they assume you can get the money for that from someone else. Yeah, I want to, uh, I was looking at some of my past applications when we, to, as preparation for this, and I, I noticed that there are two, there's sort of two overviews, again, two different ways that I've approached this in the past. Um, but I find that this is really a good section for, you to you know for lack of a better term brag about yourself a little bit it's really a, a place where you can give yourself your artistic viability so that when the granting bodies are looking at your application they can see oh this person has completed work before or it um i don't remember what the the name of the the section of the scoring is where you're looking at your artistic viability feasibility um, feasibility thank you that's the word that i was looking for it's a good place for you to establish um, your feasibility if the granting body grant gives you money. So you can essentially say, I've done work before. You can believe that I'm going to finish it this time. But it's also impact, that impact thing of like, here's why this matters to Correct. my career or like, or to the larger industry. Like, hey, nobody's out there is doing something weird like this. I'm going to do it. Uh, give me some money. Once I've done it, not only will I have done it, and it will have mattered to me, but like other people will have like an example, or I will have maybe done something. Again, they're they're talking about technology and what are the things. So if you're doing something strange with technology or experimenting with technology, possibly for that reason, you're going to be a dismal failure. But um, uh, potentially, you're going to pave the way for other people. That's often the case with artistic development, right? The first person who does something 
absolutely fails miserably at it, but um, they open the door for other people to try to build off that. Um, that's how it works in arts all the time. Uh, and it can be very problematic for the artist who has you know, failed and doesn't have the safety net of a grant, let's say. So when I've approached this section before, as I said, there's two ways that I've done it. Um, I don't know if this is the correct terminology for it, but I've approached it at a, from a micro level and a, and a macro level. And what I mean by that is in one application that I was successful in, I treated this section as an, a grand overview of my artistic projects in the past, uh, which for me was um, self-publishing uh, my first graphic novel and then having it be republished by a publisher. I then um, pu- had a anthology collection published in which I worked with a series of different artists. And I would take this section to then explain those two projects, explain ha- some of the projects that have stemmed uh, with those artists further. And then I would wrap it up by saying, now, um, I and one of these artists have teamed up to do a full graphic novel and sort of take our collaboration to the next level. I'm seeking funding to develop this project uh, as, a, as a whole. And that's what I would consider sort of the bird's eye view uh, approach to this section. The other approach that I've taken uh, has involved, has been for a project that we've received funding for multiple stages of the same project in which I've gone in and used this section to say, I received funding for the first stage of this project, which we then completed. And we received funding for the second stage of this project, and we completed it then. And now I'm looking for funding for the third stage of this project. This is what that stage is. This is why it's different. This is why it's sort of the next step or the next evolution of this project and of us as creatives. And this is why we're seeking this money. Uh, You should fund this stage of the project now. Yeah, and I, I will I will often tackle it from a more artistic standpoint. So I'll say things like, you know, my first book was a choose-your-own-adventure science fiction um, poetry book. My second book was plays that were impossible to produce. My third book was short fictions in kind of a poetic form that blended like prose poetry and essay writing. Um uh, I did a short story book that was also an experimental novel where like from, even though the stories were disconnected and in different genres, it had kind of a frame narrative and a build from one thing to the other. So I've kind of like summarized my background a little bit and just I'm just cherry picking things from the, my publishing history there. Then I will say something like, you know, here's what I'm do- the current, you know, what I like to do, my enduring like artistic thing that I pursue is uh, unconventional narrative voices. So I like unconventional narrative voices, strange narrators, weird, you know, experimental narration. I'll say, you know, here's what I'm doing in the current project along those lines. You know, because I'm doing that, I'm working in really experimental fiction, uh, which few Canadian authors are currently doing. You know, most, this was a big thing that Canadian authors were doing, um, and they stopped doing it by and large. I'm one of the last people who's out there doing experimental prose fiction in Canada. Now, there are other people, but there's not that many of us right now. Um, for this reason, uh, you know, I'm taking the hit commercially <laughs> as I pursue 
doing unconventional narrative voices, which is something that then, therefore, uh, you know, other writers can come look at, like, here's, like, what works and doesn't work when you do this kind of unconventional narrative voice. Like, there's not really another example um, for some of the stuff that I'm doing. Uh, so when that's the case, I try to really point it out, right? So, like, for example, one of the books that I'm doing right now is written in both the third, first and the third person concurrently. The main character's name is I. Uh, so it's, you know, it's a, there's not really another example along that line precisely. So, you know, maybe for that reason it will be a disaster, or maybe for that reason it'll be, you know, interesting and influential. It's hard to say. Uh, I won't really know, but the point is, like, that's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. Here's the core of the reasons. Here's how it matters to another person who's not me. And also here's like how it fits into the line of what I'm interested in artistically and how it is a new thing as opposed to just doing the same stuff I was always doing. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, but it's a different you know, yeah. branch. I find this section in the application, it's often the first section of the application that you write or that the reader is going to read. Um, after the name of the project and sort of the, the project dates. So it's really the section that you have to guide the reader through your application and highlight what they're going to be seeing. So like they, you, as you said, you send in a resume, um, when you send in an application or attach to your artist portfolio, uh, profile. Uh, but this is really the section where you want to highlight the parts of the resume that matter. I essentially approach it in a way that I assume the granting body is not going to read my resume or is not going to understand what is on my resume or what's important. So I use the section to highlight the things that really matter there uh, as they pertain to this project and um, guide all of the sections that are going to come next. So you can even use this part of your application to highlight the support material that the reader is going to see. If you've, st if you've um, done previous work with this artist, you can uh, frame uh, in, a, in short what the project description is going to look like, which is the in-depth explanation of what your project is. It's really the place where you're setting the stage for the, for the jury, where you're establishing yourself as a creative with credibility to carry through this project and explain how the project description is the next step of all of the work that you're sum summarizing in this part of your application. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. But you're also, for me, like, I'm also thinking of, I mean, I'm a person who has done like i say these kind of hybridized books so you know i've got like a poetry book that kind of is also plays i've got like a you know poetry book that's also sort of an experimental novel you know i've got like a short story book that's also kind of a novel i've got you know all these weird kind of things no like the jury hasn't read them like i'm also i'm also not a person who's famous right so it's not like i you know won the Giller prize and everyone read my book so I also, I'm kind of like, I'm using the example of like, hey, you may not know who I am, but here's the things I've done. 
And here's how you should look at those things. You know, here's an example of this. People don't necessarily consider this to be a poetry book, but I think of, or to be a short story book, but I think of it as a short story book, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it's like, so you, you almost can like, are like kind of building your background for them in a manner of speaking. Yeah, this is of, the section where you explain to the jury who you are because you don't have another place in the application to do it. Yeah, they can just look at your resume, but like, what does that mean to them? And like, what do you want them to look at also? Like, I'll point out like, hey, I won an award for short fiction. You know, it's not crazy that I would move into comics, for example. And I use it as an example to highlight previous grants that I've received um, for other projects or similar projects and use it to to show that they, they, I can be trusted with this money to do what I'm supposed to do. Or like you say, uh, like you said, like indicate why you're asking for the grant in a, in a clearer fashion, like... So with the eye collector, one of the things we were doing was I was saying in my in the in the more recent stage of the project uh, for those grants, I was saying, look, you know, we have heavy metal as a publisher on this project, but we don't want to ask them for a bunch of money to support this project because then we would have to sell off the IP to them, and also then we get all this editorial from them. They'd you know suddenly have a bunch of money on the line. And they'd be telling us to make it less weird. Now, maybe they really wouldn't because Heavy Metal is, likes weird things. But that's a pretty typical thing for a publisher. If they've got a bunch of money on the line, now they're worried about their money. You know, Whereas if they're just kind of collecting money, you know, they just have money on the line when they're publishing it. But it's not the same as if they paid you a million dollar advance. So, right? so we're literally like, um, it's not like they're, you know, holding out a million dollar advance for us right but it, like but it, it does sort of explain like why i'm getting money from you the granting agency rather than i'm asking for a, a larger advance you know what i mean like i i in my career have consistently uh taken small or refused advances because i don't want the um i don't want to have to earn out the advance i want to just you know I just want royalties. This is also a section where in the past uh, I've used it to explain some of the funding decisions uh, I've made um, in a more expanded role than you can later in the application. Um, so, if, you know, in comics, for comics, I've, off, I've used this section to say, I'm going to pay the artist this amount of money. It takes them this amount of time to do a page. This is why we're asking for this amount. It's going to allow them to take time away from their work. Um, or if I'm paying myself a page rate, it takes me this amount of time to do this. Plus, then I have to revise it when it comes through or when, it, when the art page comes back from the artist. And it takes me then this long to letter it and prepare it for print. Uh, these are the sorts of things or the place where you would be able to sort of slip in this information uh, in a way that it makes sense with explaining the project without taking away space in your later project description which is more of an artistic merit place yeah although i would say so one uh, what you just said is correct this is an amorphous area where because it's kind of less defined than others places you can kind of slip things in that you maybe want to say but don't have another spot to say it so i kind of like the amorphous nature of it at the same time i do think it is an area where they really they're not necessarily clearly asking you to do this, but I think they really expect you to get into the artistic impact of it or the, 
kind of artist not only what it matters artistically or the artistic merit but also like what's the impact of it artistically um which is something that i think i know as people have a hard time talking about but i feel like if you're doing a project my, my just personal belief is that if i'm doing an artistic project i I want to be thinking about like why it matters to me, but also why it might matter to another person, especially to another writer. Like, so I, I mean, I'm personally just, I want to put out a book that like has maybe some influence on other writers and is going to like have some sort of larger impact. Again, like what I'm personally trying to do always is think like what's going on in the field right now. I want to not do that, <laughs> you know, like I'm very much like uh, in that uh, place where I really want to just figure out what I can do that other people aren't doing. And there's like a way in which I think that's smart for having a longer term career. It can be hard in the short term to not be on trend, uh, but I like I think ultimately it makes more sense in the long term. But even just outside of that, like if other people are doing things that I don't feel like I need to be in there. Like I always make this joke about my poetry, that like as a straight white male, I, do, I feel my feelings are already represented in the culture. So I don't need to write poems about that per se. But, you know, so it's a bit of a joke, but it's also like there's a serious side of that where it's like, you know, what value am I adding to the culture? by you know saying things that other elon musk is saying you know or whatever i mean i you know maybe a bad example but like the point is like those people have mouthpieces you know i don't agree with everything musk says it's a weird example but like that's the kind of person i am in the sense ethnic ethnically speaking He's got his opinions out there. Other people have their opinions out there in this, you know, that I, I got my opinions. I don't need to say my opinions all the time. Um, but what I maybe can be doing, like, uniquely is, you know, uh, if I if talking about my own experience isn't personally, if my experience isn't unique or my point of view isn't unique, then, like, what am I doing, you know? Uh, I need to like find the thing that's unique or at least like more unique to me, you know? So if I, uh, if I'm looking at like, you know, if I'm looking at other people's books and I'm in the bookstore and I'm looking around, it's like, well, where's the shelf that I would fit on? You know, I need to kind of like, I like to keep moving from shelf to shelf, if that makes sense. This is also, and that's a good point. And to go back to what you said about uh, artistic impact, this is the section where I always wrap up with if i fit if i get funding and finish this project what does it do for me you know i usually say it will you know i'll have a, a, a project that i can take to a, a book publisher or a comics publisher um, i'm sure there are other forms of that answer but really it's the point where you that you have to say if you fund me this is what i get out of it at the end i also think though i think that's true but i also think like I, I want to also say, like, here's what everyone else gets out of it. <laughs> you know, like when the book is done, when it's in the bookstores or on the comic racks or whatever it is, like, here's how it is something that other people aren't doing. And here's how it's something that other people need. Now, that might be easier for people who aren't like me, like, and they have a more 
unique experience. And it's like, you know, I'm not an underserved demographic, for example. So I don't have an automatic like, hey, you know, no one's publishing people like me. So put me out there. Now, that doesn't, that's a hard, now I'm not saying that is um, easy or automatically like of value, but I'm just saying like, I, there's just no necessary value in just publishing a person like me. Therefore, uh, I feel like, but I feel like there still needs to be a value in publishing what I'm publishing. Like I still need to be out there. My work needs to matter to other people and not just me. Uh, and so I'm looking for different ways to do it. Everyone answers that question differently. So for me, the answer is more tied to the form of it. Like I want to do work that is unusual and unconventional uh, and ideally is opening kind of formal doors in that way or, you know, is otherwise, you know, just not something that's on trend or unique or, you know, I want to just do something different. So whether I succeed or fail in that, becomes kind of a question but I'm very mindful of what is out there now and how I relate to it so I'm always like kind of you know trying to think of like where's the uh, thing that people aren't doing so for me uh, that's sort of like what matters you know I'm not so interested in content like I'm a formalist so I don't really care too much about like here's this or that uh, content wise whereas like a different person might you know that might matter more, you know, like they just might be writing something that matters more in a just obvious way. But this is the part of the application where you should list the net gain. Yeah. For me, it's less obvious. Like, it's not like, yeah. you know, it's like, like, <laughs> I feel like for, for me, it's, it's, I might talk more about like the artistic impact of what I'm doing because it's, I think less obvious why you might want to publish my book necessarily. Or in this case, fund it. But like, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm from Mars and we're not publishing enough Martians, you know, mm -hmm. like I, it's, 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 there's an obvious uh, reason you might publish somebody. Now, I think these days it's, the field has opened a lot more um, and everyone just has, you know, to make the case a bit more about how they're unique, I guess you'd say. But uh, I feel like what's unique to you as a person putting a grant together is where you should focus. You know, it may not be obvious to other people, like how what you're doing is different, you know, from what your peers are doing. I think that's and it's not that. So there's like a level of like where you don't want to be self-serving about it and talk about how great you are <laughs> exactly. Like you do want to do that you want to, to a certain a degree. Bit. You do want to brag, you a, brag little a little bit. But also like just point out like like, hey, you know. Here's the thing that I'm sort of doing where I'm kind of falling on the my sword a little bit, and I'm, I'm trying to do something that other people aren't doing. I don't know if it'll work. Um, I don't know if anyone will care, uh, but I'm taking the gamble that what I'm spending my time on is something that, like, because I want this thing, there's other people out there who also want this thing, and there's other people out there who aren't doing the thing. Like I see something that's not happening, and I'm trying to participate in that conversation or, or be part of this you know new wave or whatever it is yeah it really is a section where you're setting the stage for the rest of the application and framing the the way that the entire application and granting jury is going to be looking at you and the project for their, the the entirety of the application yeah like one thing i've been saying in my grants lately is like you know hey i've i've um i'm hiring these people who are 
around me and I've got a publisher hookup which is going to show those people off on internationally so like on one hand it's about like this artistic thing I'm doing on the other hand it's like I'm trying to get like the word out about what's going on in Winnipeg you know and like uh, that's why I'm not publishing with the Winnipeg publisher right now I'm publishing with you know uh, United an American publisher that has a presence in Europe you know what I mean so like that may not matter for in a different project but like or like again I'm very invested personally in experimental fiction and that just isn't on trend right now but I think you know it goes in or even horror horror is on in a bit of a wave right now um, but like back in the 90s when horror couldn't get published that's when you know you might be writing in saying hey I'm one of the horror guys I'm staying with horror I'm not jumping to a trendier thing I'm not writing about vampires right now or whatever you know I'm not on the wizard train so I know that that's hurting my career um, but I have a bigger plan for my career and when people are sick of vampires and wizards I'm going to still be around doing this stuff uh, but I need your help right now because it's a bad time to be you know, writing about werewolves in the industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't, that is the, the summation of how I approach this section. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add, Jonathan, but uh, listener, if you have been uh, listening through our grant conversations and you have some niche question or aspect that you feel we haven't answered in any of the sections we've made so far, we will take your questions and answer them. Uh, you can go into the Writing the Wrong Way Anchor page, which is anchor.fm slash strangerfiction, and you can send us a voice message, and we will answer it uh, during one of our future grant-related episodes. Uh, Jonathan, do you have anything else to add about this section of the granting application? I think one thing that people should just try to keep in their heads is, like, there's a reason that you want to do this project, and you may not... You need to, I think, think a little bit about why you want to do the project and how to articulate that reason to other people in a way that makes it clear that there's a value to you doing the project. And it's not just uh, a personal value, but there's like a cultural value. You know, like, and it may not be obvious to you. You may have to think a little bit harder about like what cultural value there is in doing this project. But typically, um, you know, I mean, theoretically, you don't want to be working on projects that don't have some personal and cultural value. But I think often you need to think about those things because I think as an artist, so often you're just kind of following your muse and moving on to the next thing that interests you. And you need, I think you need to step back and think a bit more deeply about why that stuff interests you. Um, so I'm not saying it all has to be justified in a strategic fashion or anything like that uh, in fact the opposite is true you need to make it clearer though like what the kind of purpose and value is of this thing you're doing and where you fit in uh, to a conversation so like you need to really be doing research um, I think something that people really don't think enough about in these grants is just what research they should have already done um, and a lot of that research has to do with like where do you fit into the bookstore uh, and where do you fit into the culture and what does your work matter and can you talk about like how your work matters or how you want it to matter 
if you don't feel like it matters at this point to say. And other than that, uh, keep riding the wrong way. <laughs>